and welcome to Stand Tall, my podcast show. I look forward to sharing interviews and talks with and about people that create change, make an incredible difference and walk their talk. Everyone has their story, so stay with me as I hear about the layers of excellence in all walks of life. As the founder and managing director of Simplify LMS and Adapt to Learning, Linton's current focus is to bring efficiencies and value to small to medium-sized enterprises with his Simplify LMS portal. And LMS is an online learning platform that ranges from the very simple to the very complex. I use his Simplify LMS for my online mastery academy and with Linton's help have been able to navigate what at first appeared to be an almost impossible task to align my teachings with the WordPress shop portal WooCommerce and make it simple enough to use for myself and more importantly for my academy users. With extensive experience in e-learning, people change management and systems implementations and backed by a team of dedicated onshore and offshore experts, Linton is uniquely placed to achieve maximum quality and value for clients. Linton is a multi-credited project manager and people change manager. The first thing I noticed about Linton is his attention to detail and his patience. Linton, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Andy. It's a pleasure. I first met you a couple of years ago. I don't recall, mate. Did I meet you when your kids started martial arts or was it before? It was a little bit before that, yeah. Yeah, when you were first interested in the um, online stuff, I think, yeah. But I, I don't think that I knew your kids were doing the martial arts, though. I think it was coincidental. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get straight into it, Linton. What is e-learning? Look, I suppose broadly it's any type of learning that you can do, um, you know, via an, uh, electronic means, I suppose, with, with the E, whether that's, um, you know, um, on, a, on a structured program or, or you know, I was doing some e-learning myself this morning just watching um, you know, sort of YouTube videos actually. Um, so, you know, it comes in many forms, um, but I suppose the more effective e-learning is generally structured where you've got a program uh, the content I was looking at was um, some YouTube videos, but um, you know, which was effective. I was learning stuff, uh, but there was no real pathway. I suppose there's no assessment, no opportunity to test and 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 confirm what I had learned and the key takeaways. So uh, there's a whole spectrum, I guess, of you know, uh, e-learning is almost watching TV as well. I mean, I watch a lot of uh, we don't watch a lot of free to air at home. We pretty much watch YouTube. So if I was watching, um, my son watch, watches loads of fishing videos because he loves fishing. Is he e-learning? Sort of. That's probably the, the the rawest end of the spectrum. And the other end is obviously more structured content where, you you know, it's really effective and you're taking away key points and, and learning to the max. So it's, it's nothing new because YouTube's been around for years. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Yep. So really just evolving, I suppose, to, you know, um, taking different forms uh, Are you seeing a trend by companies in e-learning? 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's been some big um, changes and, and, and acquisitions. If you think of, um, so, so years ago, you had lynda.com uh, where people could submit um, stuff that they wanted others to learn and, and there were kind of um, paid creators and then you'd pay a subscription and, and of course that got acquired by LinkedIn. It's now LinkedIn Learning which is a huge corporate platform. Some businesses, some of the larger sort of um, ASX 100 companies offer that as a free benefit for their employees to do LinkedIn learning courses. So, um, you know, certainly the corporatization of it and uh, really some of those acquisitions driving some of those those trends. Would you say it's now a must-have in some form for the business entrepreneur? Yeah, depending what what um, your business is, I suppose you know almost every business could benefit. That's for sure. Um, and uh, if you if it fits within what you are able to offer, it's absolutely a must-have. Yeah. Well, I certainly use it. Your content's great, Andy. I love it. Um, so you know, I, I think, and I was sort of reflecting this morning about how fortunate I am. Obviously, we've got lockdown, we've got COVID. There's a lot of negative news every day. There's a stream for those of us in Sydney about the lockdown. And I was thinking, you know, how do I cope with it? And I guess I I think of uh, the fact I'm just really lucky to be next to a big park. Uh, We're lucky in Sydney that the weather's really good. But I was thinking about, you know, things like your meditation offering as just being so critical for mental health um, that – ability to, to refocus and, and think about how you know fortunate we are and, and come back to those fundamentals. Yes, yeah, very, very important. The meditation online has certainly been a godsend for me. Mm, yeah, no, I think it's a terrific offering. Linton, one thing that keeps me using your LMS is your great customer service. It's just part of your business strategy. Yeah, that's right, Andy. Thank you. Um, look, it's really important, I think, for customers in Australia who are considering um, sort of any business, really, that they have local support. I mean, obviously, globalisation is is a great thing, as many benefits. But at the end of the day, we often want that local, uh, you know, outreach so that if, if something goes wrong or if, if you need a hand, um, that there's, there's help available uh, locally. So. I must admit, I was quite surprised at your speed and efficiency, considering you've got a full-on company. Yeah, you're yeah. able to prioritise things so that the person who's on the end of the phone gets priority, which is great. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Look, it, it is, it's something that we use as a differentiator, being that that premium service. So, you know, there's, there's different um, offerings that, that offer different things, Um we're not the cheapest. Uh, we don't aim to be the cheapest, but we think we have the, the best all-round package because at the end of the day, when you need the service, uh, that's when it really makes a big difference. I, I think it's a great example of you get, you get what you pay for. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, like, It's like, you know, they say, uh, uh, what's the saying? Um, pay, pay cheap, um, pay expensive, cry once, uh, buy cheap, cry forever sort of thing. And I think we've all had that experience at some point. I'm thinking that it would probably be business as usual for your business during the lockdown. Has your business been affected? Andy, no, not really. Fortunately, it's um, we're in one of those businesses that have you know benefited really a lot of queries, people wanting to take content online because uh, you know 
think of personal trainers, for example, in my local park, they're everywhere. Um, fortunately, they are able to offer the service um, reasonably unimpeded, uh, but certainly a lot of queries from people who previously had offered training physically and, and, and now need to take that training online. I noticed in your bio that you, you're a people change manager. Can you just um, expand on that for me a little bit? Yeah, sure. So, look, also um, do that, that consulting work in people change. So, people change management really is about helping people with the journey to um, adopt new systems um, or, uh, or ways of working. Uh, and it, it sort of encompasses training, uh, communication, and then taking people along for the journey where there's something to adapt to. So if you hey, think a great of, example of that would have been the, um, the adaptation of Simplify LMS to WooCommerce that we mm, went through. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Um, so really, um, you know, how, how how does that change uh, take effect and, and what does it mean? Uh, look, another example might be uh, if we think of, you know, kind of the government's vaccination strategy, Um it's about getting the comms out early, explaining the benefits, okay? Is there a burning platform? It's one of the key things we talk about, change management comms, because people won't tend to take action unless they kind of need to. You know, the, the current state is great because none of us really want to do something differently because it takes an effort, naturally. So if you can create that that need and communicate the burning platform, and, of course, we now know that, uh, that there wasn't a clearly communicated burning platform Six months ago to get vaccinated, the sure is now, but it probably came a bit late. So yeah, it's a good example of a change management as well. Though your business revolves around a heavy online presence, how do you optimise this? Um, how do you optimise your online presence in terms of um, offering and, and, and being available? Yeah, so uh, that people know that you're there. Yeah, yeah. Good, good question, Andy. I mean. Obviously, SEO is is a key thing, and uh, I invest a lot of time in making sure that we're uh, available through various sources. Uh, you know, we've got the online forms, we've got the, uh, the various ways that people can, when they come to our site, know that we're there to to help them and and provide an offering that there uh, is going to be good, the right match for them. And of course, constantly. Uh, making sure that we sort of, you know, link building and and having that online presence so that we're uh, able to be found amid the sea of inf- information that's out there is, is uh, something we constantly work on. There was a chain of thought that providing good content would, would give uh, the, the Google um, re- readers more impetus to want to target certain sites. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? As opposed yeah. to standard SEO. Yeah, look, I think I think content is a big part of it, and um, you know you, you've got to have good content. And Google's constantly tweaking its algorithms, and they're they're focusing more now on authoritative. So if we think of like your content, for example, and you're obviously a very very credentialed expert, and so so that's what Google's constantly looking for this, the algorithms to do is okay. Andy is authoritative, so he's going to carry more weight, and you know your 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 sites and your content's going to have more uh, sort of uh, effect on that page ranking. So you know, very very still very important the content 
the links as well, very important. So the link building from authoritative sources. So, so a link from Andy's website, for example, to another source that uh, is of the same theme would be extremely powerful. It's all things that I know I've got to do, but constantly takes time to to tweak them. It does, yeah, yeah. And I was just um, actually learning a bit more about the link building strategies this morning. You know that those sort of the backlinks and it's very um, tedious, um, but critical part of the of the work that you just sort of chip away. There's no magic bullets. And of course, good old word of mouth is something which we all strive for. Absolutely, yeah. Look, I suppose it's it's a little bit analogous to having um, a healthy kind of lifestyle, isn't it? You know, there's no there's no magic bullet to being uh, fit and healthy and and having a good lifestyle. It's just a little sort of habits you put into place every day and just continually do. How about social media? Do you have a presence and do you work that? I do, I do. Not as much as my wife. She's very good on the social media. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, look, it's a bit of a balancing act as well, finding time. You know, years ago, I, I got right into Twitter and you can really, there's so much in, in Twitter, there's so much content. So a lot of it's really good content, a lot of it's fluff. Um, so it's a balancing act, uh, spending time on the on the platforms that are going to give you a bang for a buck from a perspective of a business. Um, so, you know, socially, we all know that Social media is designed to be addictive. It's designed to hook you in like almost like pokies. Um, you get those little adrenaline rushes when someone gives you a like or something. So, yeah, <laughs> I, certainly, you know, it's a, it's a really key part of, of any business's online marketing. But, um, yeah, bang for buck is where you've got to, I think, focus because we all have a limited amount of time per day. Unless you're paying a team to manage it, that's a different different thing. As a business owner, can you reflect on what the main reasons are why so many businesses just do not survive? Yeah, look, I'd, I'd probably guess, Andy, look, I don't have any research on this, but I guess it's um, not enough initial planning. Um, and, you know, if, if we think of people who are starting out, everyone starts out with the best of intentions, but when you're starting out, by definition, you don't have any experience doing that thing. Typically, you know, you're a new, you're starting your business for the first time. So, look, I, I think, you know, not knowing the pitfalls, uh, I'd, I'd certainly think it'd be great to have mentors if you can get them. Um, um, I've had some guidance, but certainly would, you know, would love to have more mentors. So, if, if you're starting out. Learning from those, so things like if you don't have a, a mentor, you can go straight to something like a chamber of commerce where you can get together with like-minded people. It's a bit hard in a lockdown environment, but there's there's virtual equivalents, meetups, that kind of thing. I think it's tremendous value in sharing knowledge with other people who have succeeded and failed. You can learn from their learnings rather than making your own mistakes as much. Some of the best advice I was given, spend less than you earn. That's that's certainly good advice, Andy. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Going on from that, what do you see as the essential ingredients of running a good business? Look, I think it's focusing on the customer, really, um, keeping their needs in mind at all times. Customer needs shift, and if we think of some of the big iconic businesses that have faltered over the years, like a Think of a Kodak or someone like that. I mean, they're, they're still still surviving just because they've branched into a couple of different businesses, but but clearly they didn't observe the trends and what the customers wanted and what they were doing early enough. 
and haven't adapted. So it's always, I think, trying to anticipate that anticipatory mindset of you know, what's around the corner, what's next, and having an eye on that and trying to, to know what your customers are going to want before they even want it because uh, the businesses, I think, that will really succeed are those that can do that effectively. Obviously, you work very hard. How do you balance work with life? Yeah, look, I think it, it, it's always uh, something you've got to keep an eye on. Um, I'm, I'm lucky. I've got a, a wife who's very supportive and, and you know, fantastic children who are who, who do their best at school and so forth. But um, you know, I, I think any of us who run a business have had the experience where we sort of just got to watch those those scales of the work life balance, and sometimes. Sometimes you almost got to allow things to to wind back a little bit and say, "Well, look, um, you know, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna work sixty or seventy hours a week kind of thing. Um, well, forty or fifty is enough because you know my mental health and having that balance and exercise is important. Uh, I'm also lucky, I suppose, that I'm kind of um, I'm a bit addicted to exercising, Andy. You know, I, I exercise. <laughs> I exercise every day, and I and I did well before the lockdown. And I was just thinking the other day that I'm fortunate in that regard because uh, otherwise, if you sit at a computer all day and kind of uh, you know don't get out and you know you can't leave the house and you're watching Netflix or whatever it is, um, I think that you know your mental health could really suffer. So I get out at least once a day, sometimes twice a day, whether it's paddling. Uh, rollerblading or going for a run and making sure I get the blood flowing and that really is a, is a key part for me. I bought a really good uh, stationary bike and I parked it in front of the television for the Olympic Games. Oh, nice. Yeah, good one. That's a great way to do it. Yeah, mate of mine's into the Zwift as well. You know, he's got the bike set up in his garage, turns the fan on, has a couple of monitors in front of him and he, he uh, has these races with other guys through London or Spain or wherever. Yeah, that's great. That's that's good great. way to do it, yeah. And um, what do you do for the, during your downtime? Do you have any, like when I was, um, years ago, I would I was a martial artist and I still have to do tango. Mm-hmm. Have you got any closet things that you love to do? Oh, look, um, I do love my anything on the water, Andy. So I've got, I've got an old timber boat and my son's absolutely addicted to fishing. So I take him out fishing quite a lot. And um, I do a little bit of sailing as well, dinghy sailing. So I'm really keen on. Um, any sort of boat activity so my daughter's really keen on her dinghy sailing so we get out in the dinghy and have a sail around the harbour and that's a lot of fun so like a lazy yeah yeah that's right yeah um so uh the one that we sail is um is a taser it's a two-person sailing dinghy it's gets uh, gets up and goes really fast and if you're not careful and you make a mistake you go in for a swim but uh it's that's all similar to the one that the guy won the gold medal for in uh, tokyo that's right yeah yeah so so that's the the lasers um is a single person uh dinghy and then you've got the 470s which we i think we also won gold in um that's a two person so i really yeah. enjoy watching that and it um something i wouldn't normally watch that's the beauty of the olympics it's um, look, we've yeah, that, uh, absolutely. Um, there are lots of cool sports that I hadn't really watched before as well. The skateboarding was also pretty good, I thought. But um, yeah, the, no, the dinghy sailing was terrific, and it's amazing how how well we've done with dinghy sailing over the years. Last three Olympics in a row, we've gotten gold in the laser. Would you believe? Um, considering some other countries like you know the UK and France and so forth, have got very very rich sailing histories. So that. A young country like us out doing it, but it's amazing. Yeah, it was great to see. Absolutely. Audio books or Kindle? 
Um, me, it's Kindle. Look, I've, I've tried the audio books. I just, I just can't quite get into the cadence of someone else reading somehow. And I, I still just get that joy out of, to be honest, I, I love Kindle because for the convenience of it. Um, but I love books as well, Andy, you know, and, and um, I live in an apartment block and we've got a bit of a system going where people kind of leave on the table in the lobby downstairs books if they've read them. I've picked up some terrific books. That's my next question. Yeah. Kindle or hard copy? Yeah, look, hard copy would be my my preference if I can. Um, I, I do love a bath of an evening. I find that's a great way to unwind as well, 15 or 20 minutes in a hot bath. And if I have a good book with me, it's a great way to escape. So, uh, you know, the, the books can get a little bit of moisture and they survive. I'm reading The Kite Runner at the moment. That's a fantastic book. So, it's a great was, book, isn't it? It's a great book. And it's again, it's one I picked up downstairs, which someone kindly left and sort of recycled, which is a great way to do it. Your best investment, and it doesn't have to be financial. Um, just my own learning, I'd say, you know, just investing time in myself. Uh, I mean, I've, I've done courses over the years um, for all sorts of things, generally courses that are the best are the ones that cost money. Um, so I would say investing in my learning and, and cultivating my knowledge has been my best investment. Great answer. Great answer. What about your worst investment? Oh, worst investment. For me, that would be not, not, not spending enough time with my son. Yeah, look, um, I, I really focus on on spending time with my kids. Growing up, I had uh, three uh, uh, brothers and sisters, and and you know, when I, I felt that uh, with my parents, I was spread pretty thin. Uh, you know, my, my dad was pretty busy and stuff, so I really try and uh, make sure I focus loads and loads of time on my kids. That's um, reflected in their 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 their, um, their dedication to whatever they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Andy. Look, um, they absolutely love the uh, the, um, the, the classes um, with with your team. I suppose if I think in terms of monetarily, it's it would be um, shares. You know, I tend to have a knack of picking shares that are about to go down, so I, <laughs> I've steered <laughs> away from that, and I just I let my super fund do that now. So I, I try not to do share trading because um, they invariably go down. The ones that I buy. Uh, of late, I've been dabbling with some share research, and it's quite fascinating, really. It is really interesting, yeah. And that the, the you know the Comsec app, where you can sort of set the, the limits of what you want to buy and sell at, a lot of fun, and you can certainly get into it. And uh, you know, for those of, for those who are making a few bob out of it, absolutely well, well done, I say. Well, Linton, it's been great speaking with you this morning. Thank you very much for your time. Andy, it's always a pleasure, and uh, you have a terrific day. Thank you. I'll catch you on the other side. Thank you, mate. Talk soon. Bye-bye.